set on the slot back. Solomon in the hole there. Running backs are split behind Montana. Third and three. He has the ball. Montana rolling out the right. Looking toward the end zone. Throwing under pressure. Throws his pass. Caught by Clark. Hello, 49er fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. This week's show is sponsored by Perry Ellis, Esquire, and Macy's. This Tuesday, November 7th at noon in Union Square in San Francisco, go to the Macy's Men's Store and you can get Vernon Davis to autograph for you. All you need to do is make a $50 purchase or more from Perry Ellis in the Macy's Store and you'll get exclusive access to the VIP line to meet Vernon Davis. The first 100 guests will also receive a complimentary gift bag from Perry Ellis. So that's this Tuesday, November 7th, at noon, at the Macy's Men's Store in Union Square, San Francisco. Be sure to be there to get your chance to meet Vernon Davis, the 49ers' first round pick this year, and get him to sign an autograph for you while you're at it. A reminder that you can always contact the 49ers Paradise Show. Very easily, you can email brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. You can ask questions to be answered over the air, or you can just say hello. You can also call the show at 415-376-7297, then dial star 747-628-7149 to be connected directly to 49ers Paradise. That's local from San Francisco, but there are local numbers from throughout the world, so be sure to check out the phone page, which is linked to at the top right-hand corner of the main page of 49ers Paradise, or in the navigation the menu, call me you can section. choose from that menu as well. So be sure to send in your takes. I've received quite a few email questions this week, and they all center around the same thing. At what point is this 49er debacle? this massive slide, these constant blowouts, these 30-point deficits, when is this going to end? And unfortunately, my answer for all of you is not soon. And the unfortunate circumstances that the Niners are in is that Mike Nolan was forced to build this team offense first. And because of that, you're going to see these blowouts and you're going to see situations where the offense barely even gets a chance to touch the ball. That's why you don't see a guy like Alex Smith being pulled when the team is down by 30 because the Niners need to get him whatever opportunities they can to help his production and move him along and help him reach his potential as well. So that's why you're not seeing Alex Smith pulled. And that's why you're seeing these huge defensive or defensive like blowouts where the team just can't stop anybody on defense. So... The offense has improved a great deal from last year, and that's obviously what I'm looking for from Mike Nolan to do to the defense for next year. If he's unable to get that type of turnaround, then he may lose the team and he may lose his position, and I think he's done a lot of good things as a coach. There have certainly been decisions which I've questioned, but by and large, I've been able to believe that he had the best interest of the team in his mind, and I still think that, and he knew what he was doing. Now, I am starting to question a bit of that capacity. I'm not at the point where I've by any means thrown in the book on him, but Mike Nolan really does need to win his team back, and to do that, part of the equation might be changing his coaching staff working for him 
particularly on the defensive side this offseason. Now, I don't know what alternatives are out there yet, but Billy Davis, as the team's defensive coordinator, has really suffered the brunt of um, the onslaught of the defensive fall apart. And I think that he might be one person that Nolan targets as a repla- to replace this offseason. Now, I'm not saying Billy Davis can't be a defensive coordinator or an effective defensive coordinator at this level. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think that Nolan is losing his team. And if he doesn't find a way to win it back, then we're going to be in big trouble. He can win this team back by making changes to the coaching staff. Just as he made changes with Jamie Winborn, Tim Rattay, Mike Rumpf, etc. Players that were not what he was looking for for the 49ers. I think we've seen enough of Billy Davis to know that he doesn't have the talent in terms of the players to make a difference with this team. And that's perhaps one of the downfalls that Nolan made all across the board as he thought that his defensive mind would be able to make up for the lack of defensive talent. But the truth of the matter is neither him nor Billy Davis are capable of that because of just how dismal the talent is on defense. The team is going to hope that guys like Melvin Oliver, Paris Harrelson, and Manny Lawson are guys that they can build around into the future um, because they need a few more, I don't want to say veteran, but more experienced players next year on defense who they can build around. And there is going to be massive changeover. My take for the team, and I know that, yeah, it's only seven games in, the season isn't technically done, still only two games out of first in the NFC West, blah, 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 blah. My take for next season, or this off season is that the team needs to get as much top-level talent from the draft, and if it needs warm bodies, it should get those via free agency, because the truth of the matter is Mike Grum versus Sammy Davis, B.J. Tucker, even at this point, Shantae Spencer... Walt Harris, I don't really see a big enough difference that it would really matter if the rest of the top-tier talent isn't there. So getting that top-tier talent onto this team is what's vital. And you could do that in free agency. You have to do that in the draft. And then you can use the rest of the free agency period to fill in the loopholes. Now, the team is still trying to fill out their roster and is still trying to make improvements. This past week, the team let go of B.J. Tucker, and they signed a guy from the Indianapolis Colts and Philadelphia Eagles um, in his place. That guy, of course, is also a defensive back. It's uh, Donald Strickland. I don't expect big things from Strickland, neither should you, but hey, anything at this point could be better than what the 49ers are fielding, and um, I'm continuously questioning the contract that Shantae Spencer was given. It just, uh, he might turn out to be an average corner, and I'm happy they didn't overpay for him. But if he's our starting cornerback for the next few years and we're in trouble, I'd be a lot happier seeing him move into the nickel position until at least he proves that he's competent, which in my opinion he really hasn't done as of yet. So this week's Bears loss was embarrassing on every front. The 41 points in one half of football was one of the worst blowouts I have seen ever while watching an NFL game. That being said, in the second half, the 49ers actually outscored the Bears. How can that be? Well, 
Bears had a second string quarterback in, came off the gas pedal a great deal, and uh, well, let's just say that they went for it on fourth and one from the goal line, so if they really had to tie it, they could have kicked that field goal instead. This was not a good performance in the second half of the game, just as it wasn't a good performance in the first half of the game. It was embarrassing, and the 49ers should be embarrassed, and Mike Nolan has to find a way to make sure that he's not losing hold of his club. This week, as the team moves into the Vikings game, there's a lot that needs to be answered. The team needs to come out hot and prepared. They can't afford five turnovers or whatever it was against the Bears. And quite frankly, if Kwame Harris is still starting, I've really got to wonder. The guy's responsible for half of the about 15 sacks that Alex Smith has suffered. Who knows how many of the knockdowns that Smith has suffered. He's constantly penalized, the most penalized player on the team. On top of that, he also gets penalized at the worst timing that's even imaginable. Long pass plays, touchdowns, big runs, you name it, Kwame Harris gets a penalty on it. Now, I've had the opportunity to meet the guy. He's smart. He's a good guy. I like talking to him. I think he's a really good person. But he should be on the bench, and Adam Snyder should be starting in his place. And if you, any of you read my article posted on Pro Football 365, or rather Real Football 365, you'll know that I went pretty hard at him. And it's unfortunate because I think he's quite, comp- quite a competent person, but he's not getting it done on the offensive line. If the team is able to start Adam Snyder, then they have the flexibility of moving Jonas Jennings left or right. They have the move flexibility of moving Snyder left to right and they can juggle that line a little bit to get the best possible production. Now the 49ers offensive line is not the reason why they're getting blown out each week. Don't get me wrong. It's way, way better than it was last year. But why not improve it if the if it's possible? And it is possible because the guy's sitting there on our roster and there's no reason why he shouldn't be starting for this club as of the Viking game this week. Other things to look for against the Vikings is the team will probably try and spread their offense out. If Vernon Davis can come back and he is doubtful, that would be a tremendous help because the 49ers need the speed to really stretch the Vikings' defense, which is actually quite competent. Other injuries, Maurice Hicks is questionable. Chad Williams is questionable as well. Hicks with a concussion and Chad Williams with a contusion. So I expect those two to play. Vernon Davis is doubtful, so I I don't expect him to play, but who knows? He might might surprise some of us. And uh, I expect the team to try and stretch the field in every way, just as the Patriots did against the Vikings. The run game is going to have to be there, and there will have to be some sort of balance attack, or at least look for a lot of screens, because there has to be a a way to slow down the pass rush that's going to be coming at Alex Smith. Certainly putting out more receivers is a way to get some of the heat off of Alex Smith as well because they need the Vikings will have to compensate by putting more cornerbacks and safeties on the field as opposed to linebackers and defensive linemen. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Defensively, the 49ers need to make stops on third down. They need to make turns of possession, not just the big play interception, but they actually need to competently and continuously stop the Vikings offense and uh, it's not like they have an overpowerful offense but the 49ers defense is just dismal so right about now 
I'm looking for them to show any signs of improvement because they have slipped so far since the beginning of this season, and uh, they may even be looking worse than last year. The other thing that the 49ers need to do is they need to bring a disciplined front to the team. They need to be in the right place at the right time, and that's one of the reasons why I think they've looked so slow this season is because they're constantly out of place. On top of that, they have to cut down on the mistakes, the penalties, the turnovers. That's got to go. And uh, if the team is not able to do that this week, then it is going to be a very, very long second half of the season. So a reminder to everybody that you can get Vernon Davis's autograph very easily. All you have to do is go to the Macy's Men's Store. All you have to do is make a $50 purchase from Perry Ellis to get into the VIP line. I am not sure, so I don't want to say one way or the other, but I understand, I, my impression is that there will be another line as well, which isn't the quote-unquote VIP line for perhaps people who have not made these purchases. But in any case, if you're a Vernon Davis fan, this is a great opportunity to meet him. Macy's Men's Store in Union Square, San Francisco, third floor, November 7th. That's this Tuesday. You won't want to miss this opportunity. Until next time, feel free to contact me. Have a great week, hopefully a great game, and I can't wait to speak to you all again next week. Take care and have fun. had only just begun.